go. The Property Den with Ken and Glenn. Come and join experienced property investors and mortgage brokers. Ken and Glenn, as they get the answers to the questions you've been waiting to ask. Nothing is off the table as they dive headfirst into all things property related. This is the podcast you never knew you needed, but now cannot live without The Property Den with Ken and Glenn. And now the end is near. I can <laughs> sing that now. <laughs> you can, because it is the last episode of this particular series. Yes. So you can sing it. Uh, people who are not very aware of your vocal talent may be a little bit surprised, but Glenn can sing. Uh, I yes, think there's a, thank you. We, have, sort of. we have spoken about this. You do have a little bit of Welsh in you, don't you? No. Are you pure, pure English through and through? I very much doubt that. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but no, I've got um, I've got Scottish relatives. Oh, well, that's it's the Celtic side. We'll we'll, yeah. leave, we'll hold on to anything we can get, you know, with us Celts. Yeah, no, we've got yeah. um, I've got Scottish heritage. My dad's side Scottish, right? Um, but and but no, I don't think I've got anything. I think most of us have like a bit of Viking or something. Don't you we? know what? I when I watched I watched a, a program about the Vikings. I was so surprised that they were here for so long. I mean, yeah. Dane Law. I mean, if it. I mean, obviously they got checked out basically. But yeah, there's no there's no way some of us don't have a bit of Viking in us. Yeah. I mean, I've got like a I've got like a I'm caveman. I mean, I've got right. the I've got the most Neanderthal forehead of anybody. I can sit my glasses on my forehead; they don't move because I've got this massive brow. So when I go on holiday, people straight away think he's British. No, you've got a smooth brow. You're fine. Oh, I don't people, know if I do that. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a few, <laughs> there's a few, few, few train tracks in there. <laughs> right, guys. So the market. Let's get into the market. Let's see what's yes. been going on with. Oh, the and can I just say before we start, well, we've done something totally different today. Oh, no. As we are recording this podcast, we have TikTok Live filming us. So I'm going to do a little wave to the people that are that are watching us and commenting and liking, and we really do appreciate away. it. Yeah, we and, do. Um, yeah, and um, so it's, it, anything can happen on this podcast. Yeah. So hopefully you get some nuggets of um, of in, uh, enjoyment, and uh, we're going to crack on. So yeah, we market are. update. Well, market actually, update. Be, yeah, we'll do the market. But one thing I'm going to revert back to the camera. Uh, don't forget, guys, do share this. This is unique. This is totally different. So share the live. Uh, do give us both a follow, and hopefully you'll enjoy the content. And don't forget, we've got a back catalogue on Apple and on Spotify that you can go and listen to. So market update. So rates, rates have been coming down. What mm. a great week for rate reductions. Amazing. I know. Yeah. I'm absolutely amazing. And it's just been so positive in mm. the market. And also with, you know, I know we're going to touch on it, but with um, inflation as well. What oh, happened inflation, there? 4.6. I mean, they did think it would come down to about 4.8, 4.7. So it beat what they thought. And of course, straight away, the government jumped on it. And yes, we've met our target. We've, we brought it down by half. They didn't do anything. <laughs> No, <laughs> they didn't do a thing, but but like a lot of people, they want to glean the success of it. Um, but it is great news because it obviously gives the market that that feeling of confidence. Things are mm. heading in the right direction. Still a long way to go to get to two percent, but four point six from six point eight. I think I think it was six point eight or six point nine. Yeah, I mean, great, didn't he get up? To, it got up to even higher than that, didn't oh, it? Yeah, it yeah, even higher, and then it and then it's just dropped, 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 which is really, really positive. It gives banks confidence. 
obviously we're hoping it's going to have a positive impact and a knock-on of mortgage rates yeah. which hopefully are going to be lower which means it's going to be better for people with their mortgage payments and buying property it's a knock-on effect isn't it it is swap rates it gives the the market confidence with the swap rates which is where the lenders are actually securing most of their funds unless of course you're Perenna, who actually go on the bonds but it's a really good thing so swap rates have been coming down base rate held um i think nobody was surprised by that i think if it had been if it had gone down I think we'd all have been shocked. But with the base rate holding, with the swap rates coming down and with inflation coming down, it's just a it's a it's a perfect storm. It's we, yeah. we're definitely heading with the wind behind us. Into, have you been uh, yeah. I was gonna say, have you been like busier this week? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, momentum was picking up anyway, wasn't it? Uh, I think yeah. we both felt that, but it has been busier. But mm. like I've, I did a rate check this morning. Uh, before coming on, I thought, let's just do a little bit of a rate check. So a lot of our clients maybe haven't had the opportunity to build up a hefty deposit. So mm. some of them might only have a 10% deposit. I'm in London, you're in Essex. So I use 500,000 as a benchmark. I thought, okay, well, what can you get with 10%, 500,000? Do you know Halifax are coming in on a five-year deal at 4.97? So sub 5% yeah. at 90%. A few months ago, we'd have bitten your hand off for that. So that's mm. really good. Um, they've got a two-year deal at 5.43, which I think is still pretty good. And if you are one of those lucky people that may be selling uh, or maybe has had a deposit that's built up over a long period of time in inheritance and you can afford a 40% deposit, Halifax has got a five-year deal at 4.53, nearly 4.5%. I think that's I think that's really, really good. Oh, your hand's all over. It's, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I saw this hand. I'm just, just turning the, turn the volume up on the live because I don't okay. know whether they can hear it from no, my side. I was, I was wondering that. Nobody, nobody's saying that, that they can't hear us. Can you guys hear us? Let yeah, us know. Us a, That'd be great. A, yeah. a thumbs up or yeah. a yes on if the live on TikTok if you can hear this podcast. Otherwise, it's just two people saying nothing. <laughs> a bit like a mime thing. Just a mime. Hello. <laughs> Oh. All right, cool. So that's really good. Inflation's down, rates are coming down. I think we're heading towards a good thing. And mm. the rate war that people kept talking about, I think we are seeing a lot more competition across the board now. You know, one lender's going to do it. Hopefully the others are going to do it. Is that the way you're feeling about it? Definitely. And like we said last week, um, I just hope it's not smoke and mirrors, but I think as in like the rates are coming down for the end of the year for the banks to hit their target and then they'll go back up in January. Yeah. It's looking that it may not be like that now. I was it was what I was worried about it, but now with inflation going down, I think you they feel can it might feel carry more, on into the new year. Yeah, I think they will. And yeah. I think this is have a knock on effect. And like I said about have you been busier? The the, the phone has uh, has been picked up even more so this week with people going, Oh, with all what's happening in the news. Do you think now is a good time to start looking to buy and getting our mortgaging principal and stuff like yeah. that? And those conversations weren't being had for a while because everyone was just sitting waiting. So it just shows you now the appetite for people to actually start getting getting the ball rolling and they want to start locking in rates and knowing, knowing that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's really good. It is good. And Ruby's very kindly told us with a thumbs up. Thanks, Ruby. Um, yep, we're good on the live so that they can hear us, which is awesome. Um, so again, do share it. That'll be great. So for those who are actually listening on Spotify and Apple, they'll be thinking, what the hell's going on? Because they can't <laughs> see you guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's very strange. Isn't it never weird? been done before? It's Isn't never it been weird done. how we decided to do this on our very last episode of this series? I know. Uh, it's oh. like, let's throw everything at it. Let's see what happens. Right. Exactly. Well, listen, um, I don't know about you. I mean, do you know, I'll, I'll tell this story just purely. And if my boys listen to this, they'll be thinking, oh, dad, thanks. So mm. my kids are older than your kids. You've got little kids. So if yeah. you had a if you had a bad night's sleep, it's probably because your kids have been maybe ill. 
Yeah. Mm. I had a bad night's sleep because my boy stayed over last night. He lives in Watford. He stayed over with us last night because he went to a concert in Alexander Palace. And he said, oh, I haven't got a key. Um, but that's what Lisa said. Don't worry. What time are you coming back? 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock, Glenn. Mm. And mm. then 20 past one comes. The boy's still not home. I phone him. Where is he? He's in the pub. He's in the pub in Alexander Palace. Oh, sorry, Dad. I'll get an Uber. I said, yeah, but you haven't got a key. So I'll have to say I went and got him. 20 past oh. one. And then to cap that You're off... Well, to be honest, I wasn't happy at first. And I thought, actually, mm. you know what? He's, he's 22. So oh. I went and got him, brought him home, parked the car, got in the house, went to bed. And I thought, damn it, where's my phone? I'd left my phone in the car. I went out in my pants, oh. think, looking around, looking around like this, looking around to see if anybody neighbors are watching at 20 past <laughs> one thinking a burglar's coming. No, it's Ken in his pants, going to his car to get his phone so he could wake up in the morning. I would have loved it if your door would have shut. No, Lock, no, don't even, don't even, don't even go there. <laughs> I'd have had to get my drunk boy out of bed. I'd have oh. had to throw stones at a window or something. Dude. Anyway, so right, anyway, pants me, man. Yeah, people see me a bit blurry. Well, we've done the market. I think, oh, okay. I think, I think what we should do is get him, get into the questions and answers because yeah. we've got quite a few good questions on here. So, guys, for those that haven't listened to before, the questions are ones that you, the listeners, have sent him. We pick mm -hmm. them up just like we do on our TikTok lives and we basically go for it with the questions and the answers and we try and obviously do our very best to answer them. So um, let's start with this one. I'll throw this one your way, my friend. Mm -hmm. Holy happy 48. Hello, holy happy. I'm looking to go self-employed from an employed job in hairdressing. Will this affect my mortgage application as a first time buyer? I love this. P.S. You guys are amazing. Thank you very oh. much. But a self-appreciation. Uh, thanks lovely. very much, Holly Happy. So, Glenn, what so, do you think? Holly, Holly Happy 48. Good question. Um, the going, it's going, it's in the right. Let's start again. So, basically, you're in the same trade, which is good. So, a bank or building society like that because you're staying as a hairdresser, which is good. It gives them reassurance. So, that's the trade. That's the skill that you know. Now, the problem is, is that if you're just about to apply for a mortgage and you're going to go from, um, where is it, self-employed to, uh, employed to self-employed, yeah, so if yeah. you're going employed to self-employed, that means that that could be an issue, purely because banks look more favorable realistically on employed people because they're getting paid regularly every single month and they can pretty much predict what they're going to get paid. With self-employed, most banks want to see two years minimum accounts as you've been self-employed. So you can evidence that you're still maintaining that level of income and you're self-generating the business yourself. Now, that being said, there are some lenders out there that will take one year's accounts. Yep. But it's important that your first year, now remember this, that a lot of people in their first year of trading are self-employed, they have a lot of things to pay out for, the equipment, et cetera, et cetera. Um, advertising, so yeah. there could be a lot of costs involved when you start your business. So it may mean that your first year's accounts don't show as much profit um, that you have earned because a lot of it may have been wiped out by expenses and investment into the business, et cetera, et cetera. So the bank will always use that figure of what's your income on that first year's accounts. And that may be smaller than your amount that you was getting on when you was employed. So that could impact your borrowing power. So I would say... We can't advise stay employed and then suddenly go self-employed once you've got the mortgage because we can't do that. However, just be mindful if you're speaking to the bank or a broker, I would always urge to speak to a broker, so either Ken or myself or whoever, yeah. um, and we can go through the pros and the cons of it off air and then go through that with you. Ken? Yeah, no, sounds good. 
Uh, I mean, for those people out there that maybe have had a couple of years and exactly that scenario whereby the first year has been set up with a lot of offsetting of costs, setup yeah. costs, like you mentioned, there is a lender out there that we use on the regular who actually are really good at understanding that and will take the latest year, but will want the last two years. And as long as there's a really good plausible reason why one year was low, i.e. your setup year, second year is, is better, they'll take the current year. Uh, but again, that means you must have been trading too. And I know that's not where you're at at the moment, Holly. So from that perspective, I think Len's covered off the basics. But if there are people out there listening to this, that maybe their situation is that, well, actually, we've done that first year. We've now done our second year. It's much better. Is there a mm. way that we can get someone to look at our latest year rather than what typically happens, which is averaging the lower year and the higher year and getting a diluted figure? So I think that's yeah. that's something for people to consider as well. Yeah, cool. cool. Yeah. So got one for you, Ken. So we've got John Cena, 88. He was a wrestler, wasn't he? He's Yeah, he was WWF actor now, as there's a lot of them jump over. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So John Cena, 88. There are two terrace properties up for sale next to each other. They would be great buy-to-lets. Would this be a good idea to buy both of them if I can? All right. This is such a good question, though, because I know I had this scenario a while ago myself. But go okay. on, Ken, you go for well, it. Well, I'll answer it, and then you can say whether or not you agree and, and what happened mm. with you. So most lenders, if you're buying properties that are next to each other, i.e. like a terrace, one of their main concerns is that you're going to knock it through into one big property. Uh, so lenders are very cautious about lending when properties are bang next to each other. Now, if you've got two detached houses... That's that's a lot different because they're not adjoining. You can't just knock a wall down and walk through one house to the next house. Uh, so there's a lot of lenders that would be, let's say, cautious about lending you on that. However, if you had the ability to buy them, obviously they're next door to each other, easier to manage. They're in one location. It's nice, um, easier to manage property and all the rest of it. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good idea if you can do it. But I have to say, I find lenders don't like it. Um, mm. Now, you've had some personal experience with this, Glenn. So what happened for you? So I purchased a buy-to-let property a couple of years ago. Um, and then it just so happens that as we were going through the transaction, next door came up. And it's totally legit reason. There was nothing wrong with the properties at all. Um, both terrace, both directly next to each other. And I was thinking, and it was the same price. Oh, wow. okay. Well. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, right, okay, this is extremely tempting. It's going to be a stretch, but it might be an opportunity, which is great because yeah. I, I know what the next door neighbor is sort of thing. Yeah. I can manage it. But looking into it, we decided not to go ahead purely because we thought, well, actually, if there is an issue between tenants, you've got two tenants to deal with, two issues yeah. to deal with at the same time. And also from a risk perspective, if there was a fire in one, it's high chance it's going to destroy your other one. <laughs> I hadn't thought but, of that. Yeah. But there is a risk. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So we just thought, you know what? As lovely as it sounds, um, we're, we're not going to go ahead with that. And it just so happens that actually one of my clients then bought it. Oh, really? So I said, look, yeah. I said, look, I'm your next door neighbor, landlord, technically. Yeah. So there you go. There's one come up and, and she Happy was like, And uh, yeah, so I, I, I know that the owner of the next property is a, is a good egg. Yeah, that's worth its weight. My neighbor, when I first moved into the house, I am, his kids were younger then. And when I first got to talk to the dad, he said, oh, my son thought you were John Cena. He came in and said, John Cena's moving next door. This is when I was a bit bigger for my, my bodybuilding. And he oh. thought John Cena was moving next door. He Give wasn't. Tattoos. He was not moving in next door <laughs> at all. <laughs> right, what's next? Right, so you, have I got a question from... 
Oh Leanne. no, no, it's me. It's me. Apologies, yeah. it's because you took over. <laughs> Leanne, <laughs> Leanne the chicken lover. Leanne chicken. What a strange name. Leanne chicken lover fourteen. Oh, this is very blunt. If I can't pay my mortgage, what happens? That's it. That That's the question. That, that is that, the question. What's going to happen that, if she can't pay her mortgage, Glenn? Well, Leanne oh. chicken lover fourteen. Um, it just means that then the the bank will try and pull back the loan the asset the house and they'll say well it's not being the debt's not being paid so we 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 want the house yeah but that said it's more expensive for banks and building societies now to try and repossess people um because there's so many factors they need to potentially auction the property they've got a duty of supporting the local council to rehouse you instead of making you homeless there's all of these little caveats now which is a good thing mm-hmm. um but also i think there's such a big backlog now i think it's 18 months isn't there from from repossessions for houses yeah i mean the legal process is is awful um mm-hmm. and don't forget mortgage charter the banks are trying to say look we're not going to do repossessions for say the next 12 months anyway but that yeah. doesn't save you from being stressed and worrying about the future yeah you know? and, and also it, it basically means that they want to look at a plan of action to make it affordable for you and, and look at the reasons why if it's just because yeah. you can't be bothered to pay your mortgage then well yeah there's well. an issue there but if there if it's because you may have lost your job or something might have happened within your life which has impacted you being able to afford it they will look at all of these options now which i think is a real positive yeah um but it will be quite detrimental to your credit file I mean, I think, yeah, I had, sorry, Glenn, I had someone on the live yesterday that was doing that was not too dissimilar to this. And um, I said to them, look, you know, you're better off if you can, as much as the decision is hard, is sell. You know, if you sell, you may make some money on the property that you can bank. I know it might mean you have to go and rent it. You're not going to be able to afford to buy possibly again for a while. But mm-hmm. at least then you don't have to worry about the, the credit side of it. If things go peaked on with the lender and they have to repossess the property. So you don't have to worry about that side. You sell it, it gives you a little bit of a, a clearance from that. But it's such a difficult place to be because who wants to lose the home above, you know, the roof above their head? Nobody, do they? So mm-hmm. you know, if you get to that point where those are the sort of decisions you're having to make, I really feel for you. It's it's a tough place to be. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we have another one. Uh, this is for you, Ken. Stuntman maniac. Sounds like you climbing up mountains. Always wanted sorts. to be a stuntman. Going outside in your pants. <laughs> Living life on the edge. <laughs> uh, right. Me and my wife are separated, but I am worried she might still fix our mortgage as it's due to end. Is it possible that she can do this without my consent, Ken? Right. Okay. Stuntman maniac. Do you do you remember the fall guy? No. Lee Majors. He was a stuntman and a bounty hunter. Now that, oh, really? that was a job. That's why I wanted to be a stuntman. They're remaking that with with the, the guy from La La Land. Anyway, away from oh. that, let's get back to the question. Stuntman, the problem that you've got is that if the bank is not aware that there is a separation, then the likelihood is she could still go online and lock in a deal because you can do that with a lot of lenders and they would not be any other wiser. And then obviously then that's locked you into a position whereby if you then sell the property, there's an early repayment charge and all the rest of it. I would always advocate this. And I know it's difficult because when you're going through all the, the relationship breakup, the last thing on your mind is telling the bank. But if you inform the bank, they'll probably put a marker on the system that says there's a marital dispute and therefore any decisions has to be jointly made. Uh, now, again, it might differ from bank to bank, but I think letting the bank know will hopefully help prevent that from occurring. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's the only thing I could suggest. It's such an unusual question. Um, anything else you can think of? I think just telling the bank. 
yeah, that's it. Uh, they might be able to put a marker on it that they need dual authorization because the thing is, in reality, you can just log on, can't you, and just yeah. click a box and then it's done. Yeah. Um, and then did everyone give consent? Tick. I know. You know, it's, it's as easy as that. So yeah, I would say sort of act fast if you've got that doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and yeah, pretty much what you said, Ken. Yeah. To be honest, uh, I hope everything goes okay, stuntman. But I think communication's key on that. Dick Turpin. Dick Turpin. Do you know Dick Turpin? I know Dick Turpin. I just know it's a pub. <laughs> Have you seen a pub, Dick Turpin? The Highwayman. Dick right. Turpin, the Highwayman. He's right. the old tell, tell me, tell me more. What is it then? Dick well, Dick Turpin. Turpin. Dick Turpin it's was just... a highwayman back in the oh, um, of course. in sort of the 17th century, I think it was. He used to hold people up on the highway with his. Uh, there was a program. You're too young. There's a program in the late 70s. Dick Turpin and his horse Bess, I think it was. Uh, I can't remember the theme tune. <laughs> the was it black and white? It was in color. In oh. color, Glenn. It wasn't <laughs> black and white. It was. I remember watching the Lone Ranger in black and white. No, but... I remember that. You remember, see, you remember the yeah. Lone Ranger? Yeah. Wasn't it Tonto or something? Tonto, yeah. Tonto was yeah. the Native American. Can't say Indian. I don't think these days you get shot. Uh, so he was the, I know, yeah, damn it. Damn that, <laughs> damn that mouth of mine. Yeah, Tonto. <laughs> but anyway, Dick Turpin, the highwayman. What's Dick Turpin want? Dad's retired, looking to move to Spain and has offered to sell me the house. Happy days. It was unexpected and I live with him, so it would be ideal I have a decent income, but I've not really been saving. Can I, sounds like my boy. Can I get a personal loan to use for the deposit? As I don't have any real savings right now. That's a bit of a long one. Do you need that again, Glenn, or are you okay with that? Uh, first thing that comes to my mind is the concessionary. Same. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. what I thought. So yeah. concessionary purchase, obviously the situation here is, is a nice situation for the buyer to have, son to have. Um but obviously he hasn't got a deposit. So the dad's like, well, that's not ideal. However, it depends on the dad's situation. So if he hasn't got a mortgage um, on it or even a small mortgage or whatever the situation, he can actually sell the property to the son um, and gift a percentage of the equity as a deposit. Yeah. So that depends on the lender, the criteria, what's affordable. The son says he's got a good income. So he might be able to get quite a decent sized mortgage. Yeah. Uh, and then that may be enough for the dad to say, yep, yeah, I'll walk away with that. And yeah, I'm happy with that. And and my son's bought the house. We've kept it in the family and he hasn't got a struggle to to save. And, and it's, yeah, concessionary purchase. That's yeah. what I would firstly say. Well, I think it also takes away this thing about uh, a personal loan. So if he was to get a personal loan, obviously credit would be hit and also affordability gets hit. And banks aren't really keen on you borrowing debt to use as a deposit. It can happen, but they're not. It's not ideal. Concessionary purchase. So to break it down, simple terms: if the dad was selling the son the property for hundred grand, and he said, "Look, son, I'll sell it to you for ninety, that ten thousand pounds, which is ten percent, can be used as a deposit." But the biggest caveat, and I, I think it's answered in the question, is that dad's moving to Spain. Is that dad has to move out? Dad can't stay in the house. He can't mm. gift to the deposit and stay in the house. That's not to say dad can't come back from Spain and have a visit. Yeah. <laughs> sleep, probably sleep in his same room. But he has to move, he <laughs> yeah. has to move out. <laughs> so he can yeah. leave a few belongings behind, but dad has to move out. But I think that's a great solution. Concessionary purchase every day of the week for that, Glenn. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I do. Got... I, sorry. I have noticed uh, just quickly that people do now and again throw questions onto the TikTok. Don't forget, guys, we are recording our podcast, the podcast with questions. Um, what I think might be interesting if we do have time is we can always see if there's some live questions. So maybe Ooh. we can 
yeah. So people, so people watching this live, don't forget to double tap to like it. Yeah. Uh, and it, it pushes the live out to more and more people um, mm. and you can share it as well. But yes, yeah. you are right. So let's get through this last question that we've had yeah. from a viewer and then let's move on. I think that's a really okay. good idea. So I've got some here as well. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Right. So this one's for you. Jonah and the whale. That's quite I know. sad. That's a sad, sad film, that, isn't it? I've not seen the film. Well, it's, it's, a, from, it's from the Bible. No, but it? it's, a, it's, a, it's a film. Is it Jonah? It? Oh, probably thinking... made into a film. Most things from the Bible get made into a film. Or, or am I thinking of um, Moby Dick? Moby oh, Dick's man. definitely a big film. <laughs> right, Great War. Yeah, what's I happening? Saw, I saw an article. So Jonah in the Well said the Great War. Yeah. I saw an article about it, but is it real? And is it worth me hanging back a while till rates fall even more before committing to buying a property? Okay, Jonah, it's a really good question. And obviously, if you there is a rate war happening. And I don't like that word war. I like to say there's a lot more competitiveness within the market, a bit like Tesco, Sainsbury's all doing the price match sort of thing. Um, but it is a bit of a war, if you like, because everybody's trying to hit their targets for the end of the year. So lenders are being a lot more aggressive with their pricing to try and entice you in through their door. Is it? We talked about this at the at the top end of the show. We think that, that actually the market's going to con continue to stay pretty positive into the new year. Whereas before we thought when they get to the end of the targets, is it just going to end? Um, but from that perspective, I do feel that if there's a property that comes along that you really, really do like and you wait, the chances are that property will be gone. So it really does come down to your situation. Do you need to move? Is there some impetus behind it? You're not getting on with your folks. Is there a relationship separation? Do you have to move for a job? There might be a reason behind you wanting to move, but then you might be thinking, well, I rent for a while. I personally wouldn't. I'd still try and buy, but it's got to be affordable. It's got to be right for you. The rates are higher still than they've been in the past. It's got to be affordable. If the deal comes along that is affordable, I probably would still buy now. I wouldn't wait. That's mm. my answer. Yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree with that. And I just think that, the rate war is just a, a headline, isn't it, really? Yeah. And I think there is only a few banks are of a rate war. And like we've said before, rate war is generally smoke and mirrors. It just means that they've got a target to hit by the end of the year and they want to fill that pot. They're not interested in being top. What they want is they will literally, and we've seen this, banks can say, we've got a market leading rate today. And then we get an email the next day saying, we're withdrawing it now. And you're just like, Right. Okay. So it's not really a rate war. They're just filling, filling their boots, yeah. so to speak. But um, yeah, no, I totally agree. So if you've got some questions on your life, because I have. Uh, yeah, you go first then, if you've got something on there that you want to ask. Let's go back, because there's been quite a few, da, 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 a lot of interaction. So bear with me. Ah, right. Here we go. So we have... Duh, 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 duh. user 5064 what is the best rate at the moment <laughs> it's halifax halifax <laughs> if you're looking at 90 percent loan to value it's halifax what a great question 4.97 again we don't know what your loan to value is we don't know how much deposit you're putting down we don't know if this deal will be fit for you fit for purpose uh but the best rate at 90 percent today is halifax guys 4.97 what a great question so glad i had the answer right yeah. then so let's let's do this one so uh lenny t1d mum we locked see we don't make this stuff up guys these are real names okay. uh let's have a look we locked into a mortgage at 4.61 for seven years last month do you think this was a mistake glenn 
You're going to have to repeat it. I will. So they locked into a mortgage for seven years. I mean, seven years is a long time, but yeah. the interest rate was 4.61. Do you think that was a mistake? Um, it again, it just depends on your circumstances. Four point six one. If that's affordable for you, I mean, that's a good rate at the moment. Yeah, I'd depending say on your rate. loan to value. Um, so if you've got a higher loan to value, then that is a very good rate. But it depends on if it's affordable. Four point six one couldn't be great if you can afford it for seven years. You haven't got to worry about what happens in the market. Yeah. The problem is if you try and chase the rates, like Ken said previously, you can get unstuck. Um, you don't know what rates are going to do. They may go up, they may go down, and you may have seven years left on your mortgage. So if that's the case, then you haven't got to worry anymore. You know what you're paying for the next seven years. Mm. So it depends on your circumstances, but I would say don't beat yourself up about it. It's not that bad. If you was going to be tying in at seven years at 6%, I'd say yeah. oh, maybe a bit harsh. Yeah. But 4.61, I think is absolutely fine. Yeah, me too. I'll tell you what, I've got one on here. Um, I'll, I'll read it, and if you want, I can answer it or we can answer it together. So Nathan yeah. Webb's got a question. Just received my fun mortgage, my fun mortgage, <laughs> my full mortgage. I think that's what he really means. Full mortgage offer come through today. Is there anything that can go wrong now? Um, do, do you want to go for it? Yeah, I will actually. Um, so it depends on um, the lender, but some lenders re-credit check you. So there's this myth that once you've got your mortgage offer, you're, you're safe as houses. Now, to be honest, most people don't make any big financial silly decisions once they've got a mortgage offer until they've got the keys to their house, you know, putting a, a holiday on a credit card, buying a car on car finance, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, through the process, <laughs> which believe me has happened before. Yeah. But mortgage lenders can, especially in this climate, decide to re-credit check you just before um, exchanging contracts. And uh, if they see something else on your credit file, which could be detrimental to you paying your mortgage, then they may flag it and it could cause a problem. But yeah. in most cases, it's not a problem. But just be mindful. Don't do anything stupid. Yeah, don't do anything stupid, Nathan. Uh, keep your eye on the ball. And also, don't forget that if, for whatever reason, the offers, they typically last six months. Sometimes, believe it or not, that offer starts to expire because people are running out of time. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe there's a probate going through and the house sale isn't just happening. Uh, lenders at any point have a right to re-ask for items. So they could ask you for your pay slips again. They could ask you for, you know, your bank statements. So be mindful of, of what Glenn's been saying. Don't go out making any silly purchase. I have to say most clients, most will email me or call me and say, Ken, I'm thinking about getting car finance. Should I do it now or should I wait? And my answer always is wait. Don't do anything to jeopardize what is the biggest purchase that you're trying to make. You can always you know, catch a bus or whatever for a little while. Wait until after the mortgage is completed and then do it. That's what yeah, I would suggest. Totally agree. Um, I've got another one. User 610706. See, they exist. Like Ken said, we, we get all these random names. Good question. Two year or five year? <laughs> sorry, sorry. I had to leave the live, but I couldn't miss it. And now I've come back. Excellent. Oh, that well, was, that's awesome. That was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coolio. All right. So two, Ken, and five. two and five. Two and five is the it's the question of live TikToks. Uh, literally, the answer is this, my friend. Two or five. Two is going to cost you more than a five. Okay, but five is obviously going to be cheaper. But do you think the rates are going to come down? Now we know we've spoken very heavily today about rates coming down. So if you tied into a five, it might be cheaper for you today, but actually as the rates continue to fall down, you might be looking and thinking, I wish I'd done that too. And if you decide to jump out of the five, it's going to cost you money. There's an early repayment penalty. So mm. actually, if you think that rates are going to continue to come down 
And at the end of the two years, you'll be able to secure an even better rate because that two is going to cost you more than a five initially. Then the two is the right thing for you. However, there are many clients who just say, look, Ken, today I would like the cheapest deal. I want to feel secure. And a five is right for me. So there's no wrong or right answer. I could tell you two. I could tell you five. Neither answer would be wrong. It's what is right for you. So you have to make that judgment call and say, do I want to pay a little bit more in the hope that rates are going to keep coming down and in two years I can secure a better deal? Or do I just get on the five? And don't forget, in a mortgage application, it, just, it doesn't take a week or two to do a mortgage application. It takes a few months. In that process, if the rates start to change and you wanted to switch, whether that be a cheaper two-year deal to come out or a cheaper five, individuals like me and Glenn will be actively watching your deals. And if something better comes along, we will switch you to that deal. So, you know, what you take today may not be what you end up on. And that's yeah. the answer. Yeah, to I totally agree. And I just want to have a quick shout out as well. Again, if you're listening to this on the podcast, it will sound strange. But from my side, we've got 2,400 likes so far. Um, and quite a few people have joined. So anyone who is watching, don't forget to follow myself or Ken and like the live because it helps to go out to more people that want to ask more questions. So I've got another question. Ken, use 506-44133. What's the best buy-to-let mortgage on offer? Go for it. Best buy to let mortgage on offer. I don't have the specifics. I didn't do it today to, to check. But I think yesterday when I looked, I think TMW have got a 14-month deal on at the moment. Um, and I think the rate is somewhere in the low fours, 4.34, somewhere like that. Don't shoot me if that is wrong because it will change mm. daily and it's a memory thing. However, the problem for most people is that that best deal comes with a stonking fee. Is and it 3%? 3%. 3%. So I was looking at deals yesterday for a client of mine, a uh, great client, found a property. We were looking and I sent him some deals, um, Virgin actually, because they've still got sensible fees in, in around the £2,000 mark. Um, so I sent him them and he said, oh, are there any other deals? I said, I can show you, but the fees are like seven, eight, nine, ten grand. Oh, I don't want them. I said, well, mm. these are the best deals. That's why I sent them to you. And he was like, brilliant, fantastic. Guys, rates at the moment with buy-to-lets, whilst they look great, they come with all these very high fees. You've got to make that decision. What is more important to you? Is it a low rate for high fees? Or because you can, most of the time, you can add the fees in, but that's going to cost you. Or do you go for a, a higher, I was going to say slightly, but it's more than that, a higher rate, but lower fees. Where's the balance at for you from a financial point of view? You're looking at your returns on investment. You're looking at your total cost. What is the driving force? What's important? You need to figure that out. Mm. And that's, <laughs> that's by to let's right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, have you got any? Have you got another question? Let, let me have a look. Uh, two a lot more of, in. Uh, yeah. Um, right. You, if you've got one handy, I've got one. I've you got go one. for it. So, user one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. How did he get that? <laughs> or she get that? Um, I thought that would have been used. Anyway, first time buyer. Any lenders available on a buy to let other than Barclays, where you NatWest. can put a twenty, where you can oh, put sorry. a twenty five percent deposit down? Yeah, NatWest are good for first time buyer, first time landlords. Um, yeah. that's where I would have gone. I, Barclays are okay. I never, I've never used them for a first-time buyer, first-time landlord, so I, I can't really say much about them, but NatWest. Um, but obviously there's lots of things to jump through. There will be a minimum income requirement, um, mm. but, but it is possible 75% loan to value as long as the rental stress testing and everything adds up. NatWest would be a go-to. What about you, Glenn? Anybody else? Um, I'm not sure with regards to TMW. I would have to check with them. First time buyer, first time landlord. Um, I think you can be a first time landlord, but I, I think you have yeah. to be. I think you have to have residential. 
Yeah, we need to need to have a check. Yeah, we'd it. have to dig um, into that one. Yeah, and yeah. Then, like you say, there's so much different because it depends on the room. Yeah, it gets to that stage. Yeah, um, but yeah. All right, listen, we've got uh, a few minutes left of the uh, the podcast, so let's throw you this one. This is from mm. a very imaginative name, user. <laughs> no, no, I don't know what they're using, but they're a user. Hello, user. <laughs> Case has gone to God help us all. Case has gone to head office for audit. Is that normal? And how long for an offer with Santander? Such an open-ended question. Well, um, we is it sometimes normal? it's not common, um, but it can happen, and it can happen for multiple of reasons. It could be your income. Um, it could be your age. It could be you might have multiple income streams for that application. It could be where you're buying uh, loan to value. There could be so many different little flags for lenders to, to, and it might just be that you're number nine out of the 10 that they have to check or whatever within an, an application process. It could be nothing to do with you individually. It might just be their process. Um, yeah. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. However, just stay in contact with your broker or your yeah. bank. Um, make sure they keep you up to up to speed. Yeah, hopefully you've got a broker on board. They'll be managing it for you, keeping you informed, keeping you up to date, and hopefully just easing some of that anxiety because obviously, you know, it's, it can make you nervous when you hear things like that. Uh, but it may actually be very much a part of the course and you might be you know, 100% right. Okay, so what I am thinking, Glenn, is why don't we wrap up the podcast for this, the very last episode, and we could just take off our headphones, turn to the cameras and just see if anybody else has got a few quick questions and then wrap up. What do you think? Sounds perfect. All right. So for those people who have been listening to this podcast through this series, shout outs to the Daves, the Allisons, you know, your dad sent a message saying, well done, boys. I was so chuffed. So, Aww. you know, thanks, Mr. Mr. R. It's nice to have you on board. Thanks for sticking with us throughout this series. It's been amazing. Uh, we've really enjoyed it. We are coming back in the new year with a brand new series, same thing, just jazzed up, a little bit more professional, and we mm. might still do more of this, because I, I thought this was really good today, really good, good fun. fun. It and is also, good fun. also, a shout out to our guests that we had yeah. who came on, um, and we're going to get more, a lot more guests next year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been really, really exciting, and we've, we've never done this before. If you listen to our first podcast, <laughs> you'll probably see how rubbish we were and we still are quite rubbish but we're getting there we are we are it's it's been a learning curve because we were new to each other as well and yeah. so we've learned what we're like the banter the cheekiness and you're terrible for your cheekiness i'm so <laughs> calm and sedate uh you know but it's been a real journey and we've we've enjoyed it but you're right that first couple of episodes was raw it really was yeah um, but, but uh, and now. also i just for people that, ha that haven't already um where can i find you ken uh, you can find me on Hazar Mortgages and you can find me on LinkedIn and TikTok, uh, Instagram, CMS underscore mortgages yourself. And mine, is, my TikTok is Glenn Russell Property. Instagram is Glenn Russell Property. And for business, it's RFS Mortgages. So, yeah. Brilliant. So for this episode, it is goodbye from Ken. And it's goodbye from Glenn. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>